Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Buckeye Raw Extra Podcast is proudly presented by CF Bank, the boutique bank. Trusted for over 125 years with commercial financing, residential lending, personal banking, and more. Visit us online at www.cf.bank. NMLS 409132, all loan subjects credit approval. Terms, fees, and conditions may apply. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Charlie Mitchell, you've had a lot of young guys playing defense. He's an older guy who's now starting for the first time. What have you seen during the last couple weeks? I think Taraja is um, is a unique situation because Taraja had not played much football going into the season. So uh, while he was in the program for the last couple of years, he didn't have a ton of game experience. And now uh, he's starting to you know, a lot of those reps and um, you're seeing somebody who's uh, you know playing much more efficiently and effectively than he did early in the season. So I think he's healthy. I think he's um, you know playing with, with a great attitude um, and, and he's been making more plays. How do you feel about Lundgren's depth overall right now? He ain't even played last week. You expect to maybe go tournament league? You just have to play your depth there right now? Uh, I mean, it's not something where we feel um, you know great about. You know, we wish we had more depth there right now, but um, you know, hopefully we can get EA back in the fold here and, and then go from there. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think that you know our guys who are playing are playing much more efficiently. But to your point, as we as we head into the, the middle part and the latter part of the season, we're going to need some depth in there to, to get to where we need to go. Uh, third, fourth row right now, Nick Carpenter, Eleven Warriors. Uh, Ryan, with with Max's role expanding uh, on the defensive side of things, how does role in recruiting expanded? I mean, or is involvement change in evaluation, communication with recruits? That, that sort of thing. You know, we really haven't changed that all that much. It's, um, right now, it's just. You know, still the defensive staff is, is continuing to work like they have and um, you know all these guys it's group recruiting all the time anyways and uh, I'm involved with it as well you know, we had a bunch of calls last night and so um, you know we really haven't made a huge adjustment in that area what, what sort of questions or concerns have there been from recruits and their families about um, sort of Carrie's role and Max's role uh, sort of those two things side by side what, what sort of questions have you had to answer and how have you gone about answering yeah, I haven't had any yeah, no, no one's really um, you know, with any of those type of questions. I think they they understand, you know, what Ohio State is and understand this program and you know our philosophy is not gonna change. And go to the far left, Jacob Jacob Benji of the Lantern. Hey Ryan, uh, I'm sure you've got secrets a lot of your turn statues for you guys. I think we all know what he can do on the field. Just uh, with him being, you know, coming back for another year, just what does he do off the field that maybe we don't get to see that you may want to Well, I think he's practiced very well. Um, I think the challenge for Chris is that, you know, he's highly driven and understanding that, you know, in order for us to get to where we need to as an offense and as a team, you know, he has to be unselfish. And, you know, there's certain things that teams will do to try to maybe take some things away. And there's got to be stretches where the ball doesn't come his way. But if he just continues to do exactly what the play is designed to do and continues to give great effort and have a great attitude, the ball eventually is going to find him like it did yesterday or the other day. And so, 
Uh, I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges he's dealing with right now. Um, he's got a, no matter what, he's got a catch ton of balls for us. He's got a really bright future. So it's more about just being in the right now and just doing what's best for the team at that moment. Um, he's got a lot of big plays ahead of him this year. And, um, but, but I also think that there's, you know, he puts a little bit of pressure on himself because he wants to be the best in the country. And, and that's good. That's what we want. We want guys like that. Um, but, but his experience has really helped that room. I think that the wide receiver room has really matured in the last year. And because of that, you're starting to see that on the field. Yeah, so yeah big plays straight down there. Some obviously based on the last few weeks. Do you just update his status after you held him out in the second half and just uh, what you see him on sideline? Yeah, he's good to go. Yeah. Uh, third row left, Dan Hulk. Left forward. Ryan, what is it specifically that Mitch Rossi has done to become a guy that you, know, you trust to play in so many specific situations? Yeah, he's um, yeah, he's been in the program now um, for a while. He's uh, gone through off seasons. He's uh, got himself stronger. He's very intelligent, but he's, he's really developed as a football player. He great plays with really uh, great pad level, um, and he's got a unique skill set. You know, he's a converted high school running back and. Um, you know, made the move over here to uh, the tight end, and so he can do some different things for us. He's got good ball skills, understands, you know, uh, has good football IQ, understands how we're trying to attack defenses. Yeah. Again, you know, does a good job in the, in the pass game and the run game. So a lot of versatility there, and, and having a mature guy there who's been around with the older guy is helping us. You need to use a guy like that as an example for your team of, hey, you get what you earn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you come here at Ohio State as a walk-on, um, you know, you have to embrace a role. Now, there's also going to be an opportunity along the way. You can see some of our guys are getting on the field as walk-ons, and so those, those opportunities will be there. But like you said, you have to earn it. Nothing's given. Whether you're a scholarship player or a walk-on player, you have to earn it. And, you know, he's earned it, so hats off to him. I know Mitch was placed on scholarship. Are there any other guys this year who have been added to the scholarship? Uh, not right now. Uh, second row left, Stephen Means, Cleveland.com. Brian, um, you, I don't know if this this kind of score when the game is going, but you guys just kind of shuffled the offensive line a couple of times. Do Matt Jones up there? I think there was at left tackle, and Nick is back at right tackle. I guess what went into decisions like that? And we probably the season. Well, you know, we got some guys that just nicked up a little bit, and that's one thing. And then two, uh, we also have you know really six or seven guys that feel confident that we can put into a game. Well, you typically don't do that with the offensive line in this situation. Felt like it was appropriate, um, you know, based on the situation of the game and what was going on, and then we could practice leading up to the, to the game. Um, so, you know, I'm impressed with Matt. He's been in it. You know, he's been a champion now two weeks in a row. So, anytime there's competition, that's a good thing. So, is that the offensive line still kind of playing as far as who's starting, or is it still? No, but I think we, we have now the opportunity to play some depth when we need to. And again. Um, I think that's going to be super important as we head into the you know, part of the season. Deep left, Brendan Gulen, Buckeyes now, Sports Illustrated. Coach, obviously the, uh, the season didn't start the way you wanted to for those first couple games. We've talked a lot about how much different this team looks now than what it did then. What are you most proud of over these last three weeks as, as you guys have gone through all this? Well, you know, we started off with a, with a young team. I knew we were a little bit behind, you know, uh, in the spring and the preseason. And, Try to get to, um, you know, you really don't know until you get in the games. And, um, and, you know, I think that any time you're Ohio State, the expectations are, are, you know, to win every game, and they're very, very high. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how the season shakes out. But I, I, I'm proud of the development over the last month. Um, you know, it's been a little bumpy at times, but guys have come to work every day. 
um, coaching staff has been steady, the leaders have been steady, and um, and we're getting better. Uh, we're growing. I think we again we have a really bright future. And the more these guys play, then the better off we're going to be. And again, the question is, how quickly can we get to where we know we can be? How quickly can we get to to being a team that you know, can win a championship? Well, we got another challenge this week. You know, Maryland's going to come in here. And they got really good personnel and really good scheme, and so you know we're going to have to play good again. You know, I thought we played better last week, but you know, we got to take the next step this week. Maryland obviously coming off a game where they kind of stuck with double with seven turnovers. Iowa's defense has caused more turnovers than anybody else in FBS in the last four years now. How many of those turnovers when you evaluated Maryland did you think were slot mistakes that Maryland made versus things that Iowa just did really well? Yeah, yeah I mean it, it's always a combination of the two. And um, you know, I was doing a great job on defense and creating turnovers. Um, and, and I'm sure there's some things that you know those guys wish they had back in terms of plays, but um, you know, and then you can start to press and things can get out of control and look worse than they actually are. Um, so it's probably a little bit of both. One more quick one. The, uh, the, the Big Ten has had a you know a, a pretty impressive climb so far this year, especially in your division. Three teams that didn't have good years last year that are playing really well this year. Can you speak to the, the depth and the competitiveness right now that you're seeing across the league? Yeah, I think that um, we have really good coaches in this league, really good programs, really good players. The guys recruited at a high level. It's very very competitive, and you know you look at the history of the Big Ten. You know that's that's the way it's been, and so I mean it's exciting for our conference and. Um, you know, I think as we as we head into November here, the good news is you know some of the top teams in the country are going to be in this conference, so that makes it exciting for everybody involved. Uh, second row right, Austin Ward, Letterman Rowe. Ryan, you were projecting or thinking about what Trey could provide this year. How long did you think it might take till he could do stuff like this? Um, <clears throat> I, I thought it'd take a little bit longer than it has because he didn't play his, his senior year of high school. And then stepping into this situation is, is a lot, but um, but I also saw a, a guy in the spring who was very serious about his work, very mature, takes care of his body. Um, you know, if he makes a mistake, I mean, you know, he, he's the hardest person on himself. So all that was good, and then you see the talent. So um, still, you know, had a ways to grow and build, but, but you can see it set the ceiling there. Is it? I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. Like the last couple of weeks. You know, Eight carries, I think nine carries in both of those games. One's precautionary, one's a blowout. Is it good or bad that he's not getting this heavy workload if he's going to be the starter moving forward? Well, I think you know it's a long year and he's young, so I don't think it's a bad thing. But like you said, you know, you also want him to get the reps in the the, uh, the work. But I think he's also learning a lot in practice and getting those things in practice. But uh, but we have depth at that position, so we're going to use that as a strength. And you know, if we find ourselves in a situation where we're up. Comfortably like that, you know, we're not going to be foolish and put him in a bad spot if he's not 100. percent And um, and that was just the way it was, you know. And we'll just take each week as it comes because you know these these things take twists and turns, as we know. So um, you know, we do everything we can as best for him at the time. Uh, but yeah, the more he plays, the better he's getting. Second row middle, Bill Ben went to Columbus Dispatch. All right. Um, obviously, this is a week to week thing. You said after the game, you agreed this was probably the team that you hoped to see. Do you feel like maybe the clouds are kind of settled a little bit and you feel like, okay, now we can kind of take off now, or is it just... No, I don't want to say that because, uh, you know, we had one good week, you know, but now, now we're going to do it again and prove we can do it again. Um, but there, there is momentum there. I think you can see it. You saw it with practice. If we don't have a good week of practice, it's not going to continue. We still have a young team. We're not all of a sudden out of the woods here. This is still a work in progress. 
And so, you know, we've got to bring it every week now. And uh, the more times we can do that, the more we can go upon and uh, experiences we can we can look back on and say, okay, we've done it here. We've been down in games at halftime. We've had we've been up and you know, it, it, um, you know, games where we finished teams out. You know, we've had some different things where in the past, you know, we didn't exactly have all those experiences. I think that um, in the last month we have grown, but where we're at, you know, we'll see as we head in our own. In terms of the defense. Probably the best performance of the season. Um, what did you like about it, and what what did you see that you still think you still need to grow here? Um, I think that the uh, the aggressiveness was there. I thought we changed up some looks. I thought that we created turnovers. I thought we practiced um, well during the week, and I thought the looks were accurate to what we were seeing. And I thought they carried that over the game well, um, and the execution was was done uh, well there. And. Uh, Anytime you combine all those things with great effort and good tackling, then you got a chance to be good. So um, I also like the fact that, you know, when they scored a touchdown, that one play touchdown, we came right back the next play, blocked the extra point, and it didn't bother us. We didn't have our heads down when we came to the sideline. We, we blocked the extra point, and it's like it didn't even happen. And we had a quick, quick memory on that thing and move on to the next series and played well the rest of, the, the rest of that half. So um, I think that was good as well. I can squeeze it one more. Just a quick one about JTT. He started last week. He's obviously playing. Um, you've been in practice with him all along. What, what, is, what stands out to him right now? Well, I think that those young guys have had a lot on their plate. They, you know, they've had to play a lot. I mean, it was you know, kind of baptism by fire. And uh, they've they brought it every day. And JT's one of those guys. And, um, it's going to pay off huge dividends in the future for these guys. Um, and they're, they're, they're being asked to do a lot. As young guys right now, and so uh, hopefully if we get some of the other guys healthy and, and they can take some of the load off of their their shoulders. Um, then that whole unit will be stronger. But between Tyreek and Jack and, and JT and those guys, you know, I, I give them credit as young guys to stepping in and taking that on. But now you can start seeing some of the older guys. You know, so like Javante makes some plays, Zach Harrison's made some plays. You know, that's that's going to be really good for that unit. And uh, and moving forward, it's going to really help our depth. Third row left, Bill Landis, the Athletic. Ryan, you're talking about. Um, some of the steps the defense has made here, uh, you know, no offense to your previous two opponents, but, but Maryland's got, I think, a little more skill and, and obviously a, a, a bigger challenging quarterback with Talia. Are you just, are, are you doing this as like, okay, let's see what we have? This is this is kind of what we've been trying to keep things for. So how do you feel about your defense going into a matchup against an offense that's potentially explosive? Yeah, no, they have good players, and, and Talia's a very good quarterback, and they have good scheme. You know, Coach Loss did a really good job. So, I mean, that's, that's playing conference football, though, in the Big Ten. I mean, we got to bring it every week, and we're going to go against good players, and, and we gotta we got to bring it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, now now we're, you know, into game six here. So um, we're going to be going against good teams, good offenses, good defenses, and, you know, we've got to go play. And I, I think there was an anticipation or an expectation maybe in the preseason that Ronnie and Craig were maybe rotating a little bit a bullet, and that hasn't really seemed to play out. Is <laughs> Is that just because Ronnie's kind of taking that thing and running with it, or do you need to see more from Craig right now? Uh, no, I, I think Ronnie's done a very good job. He's obviously been very, very productive. And, um, you know, moving Craig into a little bit of a different role there, and so he's kind of, you know, finding his way in that new role, um, trying to find, you know, a way for, for us to get them both on the field because they're both very talented. Right next door, uh, Doug Lamarice, Cleveland.com. That, like, kind of a pass rusher up at the line kind of thing for Craig sometimes? Like, uh, I mean, you know, you've seen him do that a little bit on third down, but, but first and second down a little bit more off the ball. Okay. Yeah. Um, when you were just talking about Chris Olave a second ago, it's the idea of like, hey, you know, give it up for the team and don't worry about your touches. How much 
for you as a head coach and play caller, how much is managing the touches for the really skilled guys who you have multiple guys who could get the ball 15 times a game? Is that any part of your job or not really? Well, I mean, I think, you know, you have to do the best you can to make sure that the guys um, who deserve to have the ball get touches. I mean, that's part of it. But what you can't do is let that, um, you know, rule the day. You have to do what's best for the team. And if, like in the Tulsa game, if they're dropping eight guys, if, if the best thing is to run the ball for seven yards, we've got to run the ball. And that's just what's best for Ohio State, and that's playing the game of football. And when you come in with expectations and things like that, that's when you can get a little bit sideways. So, um, you know, we're going to do everything we can to give guys opportunities to make plays because just sometimes where it's not going to work out that way. And, and that's for everybody across the board on offense. And, um, you know, we have to understand that as we go into the game and try to do that best we can to explain that to the team is that, you know, if somebody decides they're going to take X away, they can do that. It's going to open up Y and Z. And so that's, that's kind of how the game plan fits this week. And, um, these guys are all highly competitive and um, high achievers, and so you know they, they want to make an impact. And and, um, and I get it. That's that's why they're here. That's why we love them. And you had talked before the season a couple times about in college football you lose one game and it and it can ruin your season. It doesn't always, but it can. And you had not dealt with the regular season losses that head coach you. Now that that's in your rearview mirror, a couple weeks. How did you deal with that? You as the coach, you with the team, and was it something that you had to work through at all because you had not had to do that? Yeah, sure. I mean, um, you know, anytime you lose a game, there's a lot that comes with that. Certainly, the first thing to do is to identify why you lost and identify what the issues are, and then uh, act, don't overreact, and get them fixed. Uh, I think, but the most important thing is to be steady, you know, not to panic, and to do things the right way. And, um, and, I, and I think that really matters. And I think, you know, you see when, when things don't go well in life, when you hit adversity, you know, you have to be, you have to be really good about the team and making sure that the guys understand that, you know, listen, better days are coming. You know, the sun's going to rise tomorrow. We have some issues that we've got to get fixed. But let's just be steady in the boat here and work through those issues because that's life. You know, and it's, you know, around here it's a little harder, but that's okay. And, uh, and I thought, you know, although it was bumpy there for a little while, we kind of steadied the boat, and hopefully we'll get this thing going back where we need to go. Third row right, Tony Kirkman, Buckeye School. Ryan, regarding uh, Mitch, I know fullback is uh, kind of a literal and figurative at around here, maybe. Is, is his skill set maybe um, thought, maybe kind of thinking about looking into that bunny type more in recruiting, or is it just if a tight end shows up at 6'2", you don't immediately write him off that show? Yeah, no, I mean, he, he, he has the ability to kind of um, do some of those things that you're talking about. You know, we've done that before with, with tight ends. If you remember, you know, we've done it with Luke. With, we've done it with Rashad Barry over the years. We kind of came in the backfield a little bit. So um, Mitch is a little bit short and a little lower to the ground. So he's, he's a little bit better at that kind of, that kind of stuff. And so, um, but we've run that play before. Um, we, we do, you know, in the goal line, you know, at, at times we'll bring bigger guys in the game. If we think that gives us an advantage. Sometimes it doesn't. You've seen us do both this year. Um, but, uh, but but Mitch, you know, and again, being you know a football, uh, a college football coach, you have to figure out year in year out your personnel looks like. I mean, there's times where we've been here with JT where we just get into a, a situation where the quarterback catches and he's running, he's the, he's the running back. Well, now you know in this situation we like some of our tight end body types. Mitch can kind of do some of those things, so we try to design plays that put him in the best situation to be successful, and that's an example of that. And that Ty Luke is 
doing some pretty unprecedented things for a defensive tackle, a freshman at Ohio State. Four sacks already more than anybody on the team had last year. Playing limited snaps, is it getting to the point where you want, want to see him out there more? Or obviously you trust Larry, but would you like to see Taylor maybe getting some more action? I mean, he's got to keep playing. He's got to keep growing. Um, he's, uh, he's done a really good job so far. And uh, has that always been easy for him? There's different things he's had to deal with, and I got a lot of respect for him as a young man. And uh, you know, he's he's you know he sees flash at times. So all the work he's getting right now is going to pay huge dividends you know, here as we enter the middle part of this conference schedule. But but no, either way, he'll be on the field. Yeah. Uh, second row left, Nathan Bear, Cleveland.com. Yeah, obviously the game Friday win really askew from what we'd seen from Maryland this sort of four games against a different level of competition. But when you watch Tom Bailoa, what do you see there as a quarterback and what way do you think he can challenge Yeah, he gets the ball out quick. He's competitive. He sees the field. He's uh, accurate. Um, you know, he can make, he can make long throws. He can make uh, short throws. He can anticipate with touch. Um, and you can tell he's a student of the game just the way he's got a little hit factor to him, understanding situations. Um, he's a very good quarterback. How are you guys right now sort of assessing defensive progress when you haven't necessarily seen a, an offense that's going to challenge you in, in dynamic ways? Well, the issues are always there. That's what I say all the time. Whether we lose a game or win a game, uh, the issues haven't changed. It's just the scoreboard said something different. So it's the it's the job of the coaches and then the job of the players to embrace the um, you know the, the criticism and the constructive criticism and, and getting things fixed. You know whether it's schematically. Whether it's you know technique, whether it's fundamentals, whether it's tackling, I mean there, there are issues along the way. Maybe it's not the right guy in the right spot, um, and so you know when you, when you start to project against you know other teams, you know you have to do a good job, and that's coaching. You know this isn't going to work against this guy, or this isn't going to work against this scheme. So we have to make an adjustment and forecast those type of things. Just very quick, did you say you are moving Fred Young somewhere, or are you referring to the fact that he has been moving? Uh, both. I mean, he's, he, he's moving around with a couple different spots here. Uh, deep left, Mark Snyder, Press Pros. Uh, Coach, uh, the turnovers you're getting are, are really crippling the other team. Uh, is this a process of maybe all three of your levels of defense gelling a little bit more confidence now? Like, I'm going to go make a play on that ball rather than just you know kind of sit back and play it safe? I think so. I think when you look at um, the, the timing, of you know when um, the quarterback's getting the ball out of his hand, um, and you know when our defensive line is getting the quarterback, you add those two things up. I think that's why you're seeing some of those turnovers in the passing game because uh, if the ball's coming out of his hand quick, just like this, you know the rush isn't getting home. It's too easy. Uh, now if he's holding on to the ball for an extra second or two, now the D line has an opportunity to get home. And so I think when you combine the two of those things, that's why you're seeing some more of that stuff. But I also think we've done a good job of changing up looks, and I think our, our guys are getting more experience and we're more comfortable in the scheme. Uh, and this, with regard to Marcus Crawley, we're going to be talking to him tomorrow, I believe. Uh, is this a product of him uh, earning more playing time, or is it an injury, or a combination of both? You know, he's had some different things in his career, but uh, he has practiced hard. Um, and... I thought he played hard the other day. I thought he ran hard. Uh, had a nice catch on a third down conversion in a big spot early in the game. So uh, that was that was uh, encouraging to see. Over here to the far right, play ball, WSYX. Uh, Tyreek and JTT doing, does that push some of the old heads to be better when the kids are 
Well, I think that home unit uh, is tight, and they all want to play, and uh, Larry does a great job of rolling guys. So a lot of guys get reps in that room anyways. You can see them um, as time goes on. Um, and, and it's good to have depth in there. Um, but, but anytime there's competition, that's a good thing. Um, but, but I think it's, it's more about you know getting those guys uh, in and out of the game, keeping them fresh, and, and being there for the entire season. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's great to see you know, different faces show up even in that game last week, you know, some young, some old, you know, that, that's what you want. You kept the beard in one. Is that going to change your... It's not going to change right now. They're keeping it going. <laughs> <laughs> right back. Do you have another question? No? Go ahead. All right. Right behind Adam, uh, WBNS. Well, Coach, it's kind of the dub point on this is the first time with the regular season loss. I'm just curious how much you find yourself when you scoreboard watching now that the team doesn't totally control their own destiny and how much goes around how Yeah, and I always watch and then see how other teams are doing, um, see what's going on in the national landscape. But it's, it's more important about us. It's always been about us and how well we play. And Because uh, you can't control any of that stuff. All you can control is, is how much better we get. And if we continue to get better and keep growing as, as the season goes on, then you know, hopefully it will be tough to beat at the end of the season. Right next door, Don Berry, WBNS. Coach, you guys are big favorites against these guys. Um, with that said, you have a young football team. What do you say to those guys? And, and I, I don't know, Maryland got beat up pretty bad this week, but what, what jumps out when you look at it? Well, they have good personnel, and you know we have to – it really comes down to how well we practice this week. And so, I mean, that's a big part of uh, how well we do on Saturday. So uh, very, very important day today and tomorrow. We've got to bring it. And the better we prepare, then the more confidence we can play with on Saturday. Um, but the, you know, another another big challenge for us: a conference game, first conference game at home, and uh, you know, good team, they have good good skill, good athleticism, good quarterback. Um, you know, they played some teams really really tough, and, and last week was the struggle that came out and, and go off of you know what we've seen in the past with them because they're dangerous. You know, Coach, it's one thing to, to recruit like you guys do five star players, and it's another thing to develop. Um, in that process, you know there'd be growing pains this year. This deep in the season, are you where you thought you would be? I mean, with this club? No, I didn't know. I, I didn't know where we'd be at this point. Um, you know, I think that um, you know, we were making progress. I kind of felt like we were making progress um, midway through last week. You can kind of see it the way we were practicing. And then when we finally put it on the field and put together a complete game. Uh, and I thought that was good. Conference road game. Um, but you know, still a long way to go, a long season. You know, we're by no means all of a sudden arrived. You know, we still got, like you said, a very, very young team, and, um, and we got to keep developing. But again, the more we're investing in these guys, the more work we're putting in in this team, the stronger we're going to get. And um, and you know, it's one thing to to just kind of you know come into the season and win a bunch of games and just kind of cruise along. It's another thing to go through tough times and find out who people are and where things are at and. That, that you got to go on every week. You know, nothing's going to be given. I think that's one thing that, um, you know, this team and this program understands right now. You're not just going to walk out and beat anybody. you got to show up and you got to play. Uh, second row rank, Tim May, Letterman Rowe. Yeah, Ryan, uh, it feels, as y'all say, there's no IA team, but there is in y'all's playbook, obviously, uh, now. And, uh, I'm, and, of course, it looked like, at least appearance-wise, appearance-wise, y'all ran a triple option to the edge one time. And uh, what, what brings about... Getting into those formations, getting into those plays, uh, 
you know, because you know you're throwing them out there, whoever's going to be watching uh, down the road and stuff, and just uh, every week you try to add a little something else. And but, but what does it mean to kind of throw those out there? And obviously, you got in the eye, but you threw the ball to the fullback and ran flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's um, you know we started going under center the last couple of years, and you saw the sneak a couple of times over the last couple of years. You know, and um, you've seen some things. We've had a couple of multiple tight ends in the backfield and. Uh, under center things and, and so you know we're, we're continually working through things and this game is cyclical you know I mean a lot of teams now they're, they're built to stop uh, spread teams and uh, the Tulsa was a great example of that I mean they were in three down linemen and then eight DBs up there and that's designed to stop the spread and so you know we have to continually evolve on offense and figure out you know how can we make it harder for teams to match up against us you know you touched on this a minute ago but I want to follow up uh uh, yeah, y'all gave up that big touchdown play. You know, I'm talking about early in the game, maybe a little bit jumpy. Uh, but then Haskell Garrett drives through to block the extra point. I mean, a captain, I mean, a leader of that team. What does that, what does that do for Haskell? What does it do for the team to see a guy like that say, you know, <laughs> next play, make the play? Well, I think what it's showing is that, you know, when something uh, bad happens, you know, we're not going to put our head down. You know, I think that. Uh, maybe there was a time, you know, early in the season where something went bad. It was like, okay, guys, we're okay. We've got to keep playing. And we're getting harder. Or we're starting to build that callus up. Like, okay, it was a bad play. Let's go on to the next thing. And then all of a sudden, you block the extra point. We've got a little bit of juice. And then, you know, get a bunch of three and outs and play really well on defense. And it, it, they, didn't, they didn't flinch. And um, and that's the sign of a team that's mature. And uh, I was very impressed with that. But, but with Haskell specifically, I mean, obviously, yeah. you've got to be liking what you're seeing from yeah. him from leadership. Yeah, no, he, he um, absolutely. You know, to, to make plays like that and to have some energy and be a leader like that, that's what we need on this team is that, you know, those veteran guys playing veteran and acting veteran. And that, ladies and gentlemen, Kim's second question there was the 400 question you've taken in this room since the start of fall camp. <laughs> wrap it up on Patrick Murphy. Appreciate you, Jerry. <laughs> uh, hard, to, hard to follow that. Um, at, at times this past week, we saw the defensive ends dropping back a bit in coverage, linebackers kind of taking that spot. In order to do that, how much athleticism do you need, trust in your defensive ends to to drop in coverage because I imagine not every defensive end is is coached to do that at this level. Yeah, no, our guys are athletic and they can do that, and um, that certainly gives the defense a different look and something maybe that they're not counting on. So, um, you know, the more that these guys can handle, you know, we also have to make sure that we're being fundamental and being sound. And, um, but but we're also changing things up a little bit, and that's good. And we have the right guys to do it. You look at Javante and you look at uh, Zach and. You know, JT and Jack, and you know, some of them, they can they can really do some different things. You know, they're very very good athletes. So, um, you know, the more versatility that they can show, the more looks we can be, and more um, you know, versatile we can be on defense. Great, coach. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Thanks. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.